0: Welcome to this week's Screen Setup. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Office, and this week I wanted to talk about what's going out in the home orchard. The majority of us in northern Illinois, because of the hardiness, have probably started, our home or started out our home orchard with apples, either true dwarfs or a semi-dwarf style tree to keep the size down. Semi-dwarfs allow us usually to have the tree there without any other kind of support so it looks normal, if you will true dwarf trees may need a, a post or a stake or to be guide in place for their entire life because of the dwarfing nature of of the rootstock itself. By now, we should clearly be well into our weekly sprays, cover sprays for insects and diseases. They're called cover sprays because by this time of year, your, your goal is to make sure you keep your fruits covered they grow apples for example grow from the or all fruits grow from the blossom end not the stem end and as you watch the fruits develop the the blossom end has no protection from us and can be exposed to uh, stinging biting invading insects as well as some of these foliar diseases that we have also can impact the fruits So by keeping the apple or other fruits covered with our weekly cover sprays, we do not allow that to happen. So in the springtime, what we're really uh, spraying against or treating against is uh, cedar apple rust and apple scab. These are typically two foliar diseases. Um, Certainly apple scab can also get on our um, apple fruits as well. Um, apple maggot as we know it is a a mid late summer pest it's a little tiny fly um, that's attracted to uh, red apples or the color red in particular but all all apples can be impacted by that so that's again why that cover spray so important we're preventing the apple maggot adult fly from uh, laying eggs on the apple itself the typical worm in the apple that we hear so much about and have heard all the tales about are is the coddling moth. And it lays, an, as a moth adult, it lays an egg on the blossom end of the apple, and the egg hatches, the larval tunnels in, and feeds around the apple seed ovary area in the apple and eventually comes out the side. It's, as you might guess, pretty, pretty disgusting um, and something that no one would want to... Uh, find in their bushel of apples as they uh, begin to do something with them. Uh, another insect that uh, can damage apples in particular is uh, the stink bug. And the stink bug works by uh, uh, penetrating the skin and, and uh, laying, an, uh, laying a seed underneath, uh, um, an egg underneath And uh, that egg uh, ovipositor that does that causes some cells to die, and as the apple continues to grow, it creates a dimple. Where the egg was laid, the cells quit growing, but the rest of the apple grows around it. So you have a dimple. Sometimes it looks like maybe a scar or a little um, scab-like area on the fruit. This is usually evidence of some sort of an insect that has uh, uh, laid an egg or, or, or fed Other insects that are common to a lot of our fruit trees are are aphids. They enjoy uh, the good meal they get by inserting their beak into the tissue and uh, removing plant juices as it runs through their body. It drips out, uh, causes a shiny, sticky appearance on the leaves and fruits, and then causes a a kind of non-infectious kind of a disease called uh, powdery... uh, sooty mold excuse me sooty mold to grow on the juicy it's a mold and it grows on the sticky sugary exudate that came out of the came out of the aphid so um while not detrimental to the fruit it's certainly unattractive and when it's on the leaves it impacts the leaves ability to make energy for the tree because it's blocking the sunlight so sooty mold is another one and that's caused by aphids and that can happen on any of our any of our fruit trees um when we talk about our home orchard, sometime during the month of, sometime during the month of June, we have something uh, that naturally occurs in apples called June drop. That's when the tree decides to naturally let go of some of the apples, especially those apples that were not pollinated completely. So the chamber where the seed's supposed to be inside the apple, um, one of those chambers is empty. There was no, no pollination there in that part of the apple flower. Uh, So the tree considers that uh, fruit imperfect and will go ahead and drop it. So that's June drop in apples. The other thing that we need to be doing with, with whatever fruit tree we have in our yard is we do need to do some thinning. There's way more apples or way more fruits produced than the tree can possibly support in any given year. And in order to ensure that you get annual bearing every year rather than a big crop in 2016, very few in 2017, another great big crop in 2018, uh, you need to thin that so there's all the energy, there's enough energy to go around. You want the apples fulfilled, of course, but you also want enough energy to grow some foliage. You want enough energy to move down into the root system and you want enough energy left in the canopy of the tree so that the tree has the opportunity to produce flower buds for 2017. If there's too many apples in 2016, there's no energy left over for flower bud formation for the following year. And that's where we get into this alternate bearing situation that we often have. So when we're talking about apples, peaches, pears, the ideal thinning would be three or four fruits per every 18 to 24 inches of branch. Now, we don't expect anyone to go out and leave an apple or a pear or a peach every six or eight inches on the branch. But what we're saying is if you had a cluster of three apples, that branch ought to be about 18 to 24 inches long without any other apple clusters on it. Uh, Same way with uh, peaches or pears. Um, our our stone fruits are like plums. If we're lucky to have plums, or apricots, even luckier to have apricots, or 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 uh, um, f- other fruits like that, they are very prolific, and they the fruits there will be lined up up and down the stem, uh, just very very thick, and that needs to be thinned out down to one fruit every two or three inches. So that's a little more effort it's harder not necessarily harder to do but it takes a a while to make sure you're comfortable with how many fruits per per um, per inch you have there uh, but that's another way to ensure that you have flowers next year and, and uh, good quality fruits this year. If you thin the fruits, you're, you're sacrificing quantity to improve quality. The fruits that are left are going to get all the water they need, all the energy out of the tree they need. The flavor will be great. The texture of the the meat of the apple will be great the apple will grow to its full potential in terms of size. So there's good things that happen by doing your fruit thinning, and it's something that that needs to be done um, every year. You shouldn't need to go out and prop the branch up with a board because the fruit load is so heavy it's going to break the branch out of the tree. That's way too many apples. Uh, and those apples will not be very good in terms of flavor and texture and typically will not be full size either there just hasn't been enough energy to go around and then in 2017 you look out and you've got hardly got any fruits and the tree grows like crazy vegetatively and and then and then you have that issue of pruning to keep the size under control so once the tree gets into bearing a lot of the energy goes into the fruit adequate energy goes into next year's uh, foliar production, so that the spring pruning is uh, is never a, a, a big, big challenge. So thinning the apples, managing the home orchard this time of year is, is pretty important. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Setup. It's always a pleasure to talk with the uh, listeners at WDCB, and I'll be back again with you next week.